Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Celebrating in Kansas City and Tampa Bay as we're two weeks away from Matt Damon versus Eric Andre in Super Bowl 55, I believe, 54, 55, one of those, 55. Well, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the season premiere of Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head and use your heads we ask of you new year new you you need to be more philanthropic you need to give back a little more and you can start not at the orphanage but by giving back to your favorite yeah. website for news reviews fuck the orphans Get, fuck them kids by going to prowrestlertees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt we literally have something for everybody but more importantly than that if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out please make sure we keep providing that content you love so much day in and day out by going to prowrestlertees.com forward slash the chair shot please and thank you thank you and please and if you got a little change left over give some to the kids all right I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the Commissioner, PC Tunney, and my brother, Ray Cash. Gentlemen, Happy New Year. We got a lot to discuss today, don't we? Yeah, there was a big weekend. It happened. You know, I'm yes, here. Some I'm, things happened. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm okay. It's fine. I have well, a beer. <laughs> well, first off, 
We are family. Shout out to Dreamgirls. We're back. Good to see y'all. Secondly, when you dropped the song, I thought you was about to hit Jay-Z, Can I Get Her? And I got so hyped for just like one second. So, number two. Thirdly, yeah, shit happened, huh? So what what you think, Raymond? Should um since uh Tony is our resident Green Bay Packer fan on the panel, uh should we give him the floor for a moment? I think he deserves it. And by all but to give him all credit, he has taken that loss better than any fan I know. So yeah. I think he deserves the floor. I I well, you know, I I came on Chairshot Radio Monday morning and kind of told people calmly how I felt. Um you know, I it could be it could be game six of the regular season, and I'm going to scream at the TV the same way I scream at it at the NFC Championship game when they're losing. You know, you can just feel it. Um, but that's the part of being a Packer fan that you like. You people don't want to hear it, right? Like the the franchises that win all the time, they really don't want to hear about you complaining about getting to the conference championship and losing, especially doing it two years in a row. But that's the kind of you kind of just have to. It's a different. It's a different dragon to ride. It's a it's a much different dragon to ride. Now the question right away is Aaron Rodgers staying, yada, yada, yada. I don't know why he wouldn't. Where else could he go to have a better chance to win a Super Bowl? Um, they, they, there are If they come back with the same team next year, they're favored to be in the NFC Championship game again. I mean, that's just plain and simple, right? I mean, look at the team. Look at the players they didn't have, basically. I mean, the linebacker with the club on his hand, that makes him about at 75%. His name is, I don't think it's Kirksey. I don't think, I think it was one of the other guys. And then basically the best left tackle in the game we didn't have. And it didn't hurt us against the Rams, but it sure as hell hurt us against the Buccaneers. I mean, JPP was able to get pressure on Rodgers nonstop. We couldn't run the football. That was huge. And I said that coming into it, I said, if the Packers can run the football and don't turn it over, they won the turnover battle, but they couldn't come up with points off of turnovers. So kudos to Tom Brady. Um, regardless, you know, he found a guy to pick on in the Packers secondary and Mike Patton didn't do a damn thing to cover that hole up. Play, oh, Mike never does. The, He's a former Browns coach. So the play call, the play call at the end of the half really ended up being the game. I'm not saying the Packers win, but like take seven points away from them. Basically, you know what I'm saying? Or even four, if you if, give them, give them 15 yards and kick a fucking field goal. I don't care. Go for it. But it's inexcusable to let that play happen the way it does. First of all, the play call, and most importantly, the play call. It's it's almost a fireable offense. Um, and then the way the coverage was played for the play call, you only had one safety over the top. So if you're the outside corner on a, on a, on a defensive play like that where you know you can't get anybody behind you, you need to play 12 to 18 yards off the line of scrimmage, and you need to funnel everything. To, you need outside leverage on that play to funnel everything to the middle of the field you only have one safety and none of those things happen so that in and of itself is disgusting to me that is the majority of the reason why we lost i believe um the refs missed some calls that didn't help us either but i'm not going to say that that cost us the game and that's the reason we lost i'm just pointing out a fact right i'm not saying it wasn't pass interference at the end of the game there on us and it was he grabbed them but the big one to alan lazard on third down that was huge um and then I don't think they should have went for two when they went for two. They should they were chasing points too early there. And lastly, you gotta give possibly the most talented quarterback in one of his best seasons ever a chance to tie the game. 
they're going to get the ball at the eight-yard line. I mean, it's the same thinking either way. You give yourself a chance to – I get it's fourth and eight and you're in a confined area, but that's my thoughts as a Packer fan. Um, I'm looking forward to great games coming up. But go ahead. You guys tell me what you saw, and I, obviously we're, we'll get to that Casey and, and uh, Buffalo game here shortly. I mean, I, I agree with what you said, man. You have to give one of the ten best quarterbacks in the history of the league and the MVP an opportunity at the end of the game to make a play. That is the most that is that is the bitch assness of the in the history of bitch ass calls football people. Well, here's that was a, the most bitch ass call in the history of everything just, of existence. Just look at the number of things that that we didn't execute or, you know, we didn't execute on, right? Look at Devontae Adams drops a touchdown pass. That costs us four points. We end up kicking that field goal. That basically costs us another point because we wouldn't have went for two if we had had those extra points there from getting a touchdown. I mean, the play call at the end of the half, that's seven. You're, you're up to like 12 points now, right? I'm not saying the Tampa Bay didn't win the game. I'm not saying the Packers gave it away Tampa Bay went out there and won the game they pressured the quarterback they stopped the run they converted turnovers into 14 points and we converted three turnovers into six points that's what happened I was a uh, I was initially gonna say it was a pussy call but I had to check myself man because pussy's one of the strongest appendages on the face of the planet and I'm not gonna disrespect the good goddamn name of vagina associating this shit with LaFleur I mean it's resilient it takes a pounding it breeds life you, you, you know, and it's delicious. I'm not going to insult the good goddamn name of vagina in the same vein as Lafleur. Now, Tony, I do disagree with you. I didn't mind the two point try as much as you did because at that particular junction in the game, I feel like the reward outweighed outweighed the risk. You had an opportunity to bring it to within a field goal, and at that juncture, what difference would it make? Four or five points. You would have still needed a touchdown, which obviously they they never got. We're still waiting for that touchdown. Um. Go ahead. You have a rebuttal? Well, the difference it made was holding them to a field goal keeps it at seven. So why would you not leave it there? I mean, you're, you're no, you know you're going to have multiple possessions. You're not like you only it, – it's not like it was like four minutes left in the game when that happened. I think they were – I just thought they were chasing the points too early. That's just me. That's like that's like at the bottom of the list of things that, that are like really horrible of what they did. The play call at the halftime, not going for the touchdown at the end of the game not adjusting to the pressure early on that they're putting on Rodgers. I mean, abandoning the run game, I don't understand why that that happened at all. Like, they should have been able to run the ball against Tampa Bay. Doesn't make sense. So I just have two more things, then I'm going to see the rest of my time to my brother Ray here. Tom Brady, that defensive front four of Tampa Bay, he needs to buy them some Rolexes or, or some stakes or some blow or however you reward defensive linemen. You need to give them some money because he played like two-day-old shit in that second half. And the aforementioned pressure that you just talked about, Tony, that's was the, the that was the change of the game. They got the ball in good positions, but they couldn't keep those four guys out the backfield. I think Jason Pierre-Paul had more sacks than fingers yesterday during that game. I think Shaq Barrett take much. Don't take much. I know Shaq Barrett had a couple of sacks. Like they, yeah, they were phenomenal. And I have to bring up the bogus P.I. call at the end of the game because I'm, I'm just oh, saying, yeah. even even yeah. Aikman and Joe Buck brought up how they were letting these guys play all afternoon. And to have like the that. game, you can't. To have the game come down to that. And NFL, I get it. 
this is clearly the most appealing matchup that you had on the slate, and you saw your opportunity and you took it. I mean, you have the the heir apparent versus the incumbent. This is Michael Jordan versus LeBron James for the championship. That's what they got. That's the most appealing storyline out of all the four teams, so I get it. But to have the game come down to that, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But congratulations to Tampa Bay, though. They did win the game. I keep hearing people say that, and I, I, I you're not wrong, but it's Jordan versus Jordan versus LeBron or LeBron versus Steph. You know, like because we're yeah, acting like that's true. That's true. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers isn't just some scrub. Like Aaron Rodgers, you said it when you started talking about started giving your opinion that he's one of the ten best ever. I'd I'd go further and say he's one of the three best ever in terms of talent, right? He doesn't have the resume to be in that top five yet, but he has. He damn damn sure got the talent wise. Um, so it doesn't. Well, number one, it could have been. It could have been the damn Dolphins versus the uh, fucking Jaguars. People were gonna watch the damn Super Bowl. Number of one, of course, of course. And Mahomes and Rodgers or Mahomes and uh, Brady. I don't think there's a major upsell of more people or more interest because it's Brady although the narrative is much, is better right I'll give you that mm-hmm. two things came to mind Tony Tony touch on the first one Scotty Miller bruh what are you you talking about fireable offenses what's what, what play was worse before I get my second point what play was worse this one or the Jets back to back against the Raiders earlier in the season it has to be this one because of the magnitude of the game. And shout out That's to Scotty Miller, saying. by the way. Uh, be Bowling Green alum, man. He holding it down for us. That's Falcons right. Out he, there, is Cleveland. Yes, he is a Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, no, oh. no. Bowling Green. Bowling Green State University. That's in Cleveland, isn't it? No, no, no. It's um, it's in Bowling Green, Ohio, about uh, 20 minutes from Toledo, about 30 minutes from Detroit. Two you hours from Cleveland. I understand I'm from Texas. The whole state of Ohio is Cleveland. It's Cleveland. <laughs> I'm saying, actually, I know there's a Columbus because they got a they got a team, the Blue Jackets. I know there's Cincinnati, and I know Akron because LeBron. Other than that, it's Cleveland. Cincinnati's actually in Kentucky, most of it. I believe it. Yeah, it's right next to Lexington. Good point. Hey, you crossed the Ohio River. You in Kentucky? Yeah. Second, I, I forget there's Ohio River. There you go. Even worse. Yeah, I played ball my second there. point. The interesting thing to me that I noted is all year, Bruce Arians has kind of called plays for Brady unlike Brady normally has plays called, right? Brady kind of hasn't played his game. He's kind of played the game that was the game plan that was laid out to him, unlike what he was doing in New England. And we know Aaron Rodgers is almost um, Peyton-esque in that he calls what he wants to call. I found the dichotomy interesting that it was flipped in that game. And that Brady called his own game in that first half and was killing out there. And picks not picks notwithstanding. And Aaron Rodgers almost was handcuffed by LaFleur. I mean, it was very evident to me when he says after the game, I had nothing to do with that with that field goal. When was that? This was game 18? 17 of the games in the season, Aaron Rodgers say he wanna go for it on fourth and whatever it is, Aaron Rodgers is gonna go for it. I found that very interesting. And I'm not saying he's leaving or not. That's a lot of conjecture. I don't think none of us are ready for. However, he really seems like a man who's done. And I don't mean done with. I don't mean done retired. But maybe he understands why Brett Favre played the will he won't he game for so many years, because he he really seemed like he was 
completely okay and not okay, but done with the situation. McCarthy's gone. Lafleur's got them winning games. Last year he didn't have a great year offensively in terms of um, stats, but they won a lot. This year MVP by a mile, and you just can't get over the hump when it's right there. And then he should have ran for that that touchdown on uh, what was it, the second down or whatever it was. Yeah, I think he no, thought that was that was. <clears throat> oh, I think he, if you look at, I've watched the play a couple times now. You got a guy that's probably a step and a half to his left chasing him. You got a guy that's probably two steps behind him chasing him, all going towards the corner of the end zone. Yeah. And if you look into the end zone, though, when he turns to go to throw, he could have faked, but he might have gotten caught by the people behind him. He And I don't think he thought he could beat it because at the time before he went to turn to throw – there was a linebacker and a safety coming over to meet him at the goal line. He just turned to throw so quick that yeah. instantly those two guys that could have met him at the... I'm not saying he couldn't have made it. I think he could have made it. Yeah. But I don't know if he thought he could have made it. When he, I think he thought he had Devontae, and he didn't. And when he turned to throw, those two guys immediately peeled back away from where he was. So it didn't look like there was as much pressure or coverage where the opening was. Yeah, exactly. And pocket quarterbacks want to throw the game-winning touchdown. I get it. Um, I'm not mad at that play at all. I'm just saying, in hindsight, he's, I know he's kicking himself. And Aaron Rodgers isn't just the, I got to have the perfect throw play. He's a, I'm going to go, how many touchdowns has he scored running because it was the right play to make? Um, so, and I don't know if that's 37 years old. I don't know if that's LaFleur in the ear. It's a lot of factors that can affect that, yeah. I, I think it's the 37, what is he, 37, 38 years old, because you saw that a lot this year with uh, Raplesberger in Pittsburgh. It's, oh, not yeah. that he couldn't get, it's not that he couldn't get the ball down the field. He just didn't want to hang put in it there this and way. take those hits at 38 years old. You Let's know? put it this way. Rodgers was still 10 yards away from the end zone, and he thought Devontae was open, so he threw it. That's what I'm going to go with. And, uh, you, uh, look again. I don't think anybody in America, unless and on you're the other hand too, he, or you're he biased, thinks, on the other hand too, he still thinks he's got another shot at it. By the way, yeah. look I, you, I, yeah. I, again. I, I completely under, look. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent But I'm I also think if the he knows, critic- yeah. Well, that, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, no. I mean, I'm with you. I, no, I just I'm also the guy that criticized Cam Newton in the Super Bowl for not diving for the ball. Like, you know. When I think of winners, and I'm not just talking about a guy who wins. I'm talking about a guy who exudes winning, who is clutching every every step of the way. I think of Derek Jeter making that play, uh, running all the way from shortstop to right in front of the damn catcher, right in front of the catcher to make the little... Like, that's what I think of when I think of people who are ultimately clutch. And, I, and maybe part of me wanted to see Aaron do that because that was the best opportunity for him to score. And maybe, and that's my fault for expecting something out of a guy well, the, I should expect. I think you expected it because you've seen it the week before. And well, I think that's damn sure a part of it because he I, had the boys. And, and I'll and I'll just say this: I'll just say this. I don't think it's as likely for him to get into the end zone. It wasn't as open as as people just watching at home think it was. Yeah. And two, he 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 thought he had a guy in the end zone, so he threw it. That's what he does. And it's not just that's a it. guy. That's it. It's possibly the best the receiver guy. in the league. Yeah. It's the guy. And, you know, do I think that he should have took off and tried to run? Yes, I do. But I tend to give players the benefit of the doubt in situations like that because they're making split-second decisions. 
and they see stuff that we don't see. You know what I mean? We're not on the field. It's easy for us to see it on our 60-inch TVs, you know, thousands of miles away from what's actually happening in the in the heat of the moment. So, And I'm, imagine uh, yeah, all this the quarterback has in their mind. They're worried about the down. They're worried about the, uh, the yardage markers. They're worried about if everybody's lined up correctly. They're worried about all the different people trying to take their fucking head off. They're worried about the play clock. It's, it's a, so much information to process in such a split second of time. Like, I ain't mad at him, bro. Like, he made the play. He thought that was going to win it, and shit just didn't work for him. It happens to the best of us. Let's talk about the other game. Kansas City basically comes out and picks their old playoff formula, gets down, you know, nearly nearly a double-digit points, and then they decide to come back and just win the game easily anyway. You know, hey, everybody, stick around. Um, oh, oh, the game starts. Now we're ready. Um, how, how many times can they hit the snooze alarm here? Can they hit the snooze alarm against Tampa and still come back and win? Yeah, hell yeah. Because it, they, they score so fucking easy. If, so there's a million things we can talk about about this game, but I think the biggest takeaway for me is – Nobody seems to realize that that big whiteboard number 87 lining up in the middle of the field is going to be open every damn time. I do not understand why this dude is averaging like eight, nine catches a game when all you got to do is just jam at the line. I don't understand. Like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not pretending to be like some football savant or aficionado, but like, it doesn't make sense to me because that's literally the we know Tyreek Hill is going to do what he's going to do. We know this is going to happen because he's faster than everybody, and Mahomes got a stronger arm than everybody. But it's the stuff in between the lines. It's the first downs. It's the, it's the back-breaking catches that every time it's going to Kelsey. And so it, 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 was, it was definitely a game of Kelsey made the plays he needed to, Diggs didn't. Simple as that. And I feel like we got the entire Josh Allen experience in this game. And what I mean by that is we got the good, we got the bad, we got the ugly. And, you know, he... I don't think there was no ugly. I think there was... I think there was, there was definitely bad. And But, again, Kansas City's defense played well. To, they should have had three picks. They only ended up with one. They played really well to not... to not get a lot of turnovers or to not hold them to a to, to not a lot of points. They played very well. But I think he played as well as anybody could have given a situation, and I don't think there was any ugly, but there was definitely a lot of bad. I, I, Buffalo gave me the vibes of Prince Akeem at the Black Awareness Rally oh. and coming to America when he <laughs> stands up and yells out, I'm very happy to be here! That's the vibe I got in this game with Buffalo. They were happy to have made it this far to the AFC Championship game, and they're looking forward to their future, which, I mean, it, it looks bright. Let's keep it a buck and a half. But that's the vibe I got from them. They were just happy to be there, and and th- th- and they're, they're, they're okay with that. You know, the, Buffalo is just going to continue to get better. That's the thing. They have a very good coaching staff. They have very good ownership. They have a great fan base. They have one of the top five six quarterbacks in the league they have a very good receiver they have very good line they got a really good defense they need a fucking running game they need a fucking running game they need a running game and Devin Singletary is great to have on your team and to be the guy that's your third down back or your change of pace guy but they need somebody that can run the fucking ball and stay healthy 
because Devin Singletary is not the guy that's going to take you and get 14 to 20 carries a game and an average four and a half to five yards a carry. Allen's trying to pull that that 2017 Tom Brady shit, whereas he don't got nobody that can run. Maybe maybe not 2017, but you get the point. Where they didn't have anybody who could run the ball significantly, so they just dinked and dunked all damn game, and that was their running game. And God bless Cole Beasley, because my God, playing a whole game at that position with the broken fibula. Look, sign that man. Let him get let him get his guaranteed money right now, because that is that's one of the most gangster things. You could, I've ever seen it. That's that's up there with T.O. playing off a broken ankle in the, in the Super Bowl, or um, McNabb and um, Byron Leftwich playing quarterback on a broken ankle, and their teammates literally have to drag him down the field because they can't run. Like at that position, and he's and he's a, at the slot receiver. That's a, that's another level of of, of toughness. No, nah, I can't argue that at all, man. Because I mean, at the slot. You're basically your entire job is to run until you get open. That's a lot on a broken freaking leg. Yeah, that's a lot. And in the middle of the field, so you know you're going to get blasted by a safety or a linebacker. So real quick, let me ask you guys a a couple of a couple of things. What are some of the uh, narratives that you think we're going to be hearing over and over again that they're going to run into the ground within these next couple of weeks before the game? Obviously, we're going to get the Brady and Mahomes thing. that's all we'll it is. The, yeah, uh, it's, the, it's the passing. Is is it? Will this be the passing of the torch, or is is Brady? You know, I mean, he's got another year on his contract. So could could Brady win two Super Bowls in Tampa? I mean, people are going to talk about that kind of stuff. We got two weeks. There's a few smaller ones. Frank Clark gave some bulletin board information when he he was talking about uh, Brady. He said they asked him, uh, "You're playing the goat. What do you want to tell the god?" He was like, "Shit, I ain't got shit to say to him. I see his ass on the field." And that's nothing, but the media, again, that's nothing to regular people, but the media will make it something. And then in terms of on the field, Brady used to do a thing, and this isn't me being a homer, this is legit, where he used to write, every time he played the Ravens, find 20 on every play on his tape. Well, that motherfucker need to find 32. (laughs) Because the honey badger out there looking, and honey badger out there killing right now. That's one I think that'll be fun to, to look at. He well, certainly has a nose for the ball. And by the way, 20 is Ed Reed, for those of you that don't know with the Baltimore Ravens. But yeah, Honey Badger definitely got a nose for the ball. Uh, I think we're going to hear a lot about the first time that a team has hosted the Super Bowl. And we're going to hear a lot about Tom Brady being 43 and the oldest quarterback to ever start a, a super, in a Super Bowl. I think we'll hear those a lot. Yeah, and we've been hearing that Tom Brady old thing all playoffs, facing Breeze and then Rodgers, both oldest quarterback matchups for their game subset, et cetera, et cetera. But here, you know... Real quick, I just want to say this. Both safeties have been injured for the Buccaneers, and if you think you can go into a game against Kansas City with your backup safeties, <clears throat> excuse me, at both positions, you're fucked. Now, I brought this up on Chairshot Radio, actually, Monday morning. Isn't it odd that the first team to be a home team at the Super Bowl is the first Super Bowl that'll have the least amount of fans in the history of Super Bowls? No, yes. This motherfucker Tom Brady's doing all this shit in COVID. It is it's mind boggling. It this is this is this not top five greatest achievements in sports history? I think isn't it ironic? It's ironic because he's not even good anymore. Don't you think? Isn't it I mean, ironic? He has, he Don't has you think? Flashes of brilliance still, but he's not good anymore, man. He's got hella weapons around him. He went to the perfect situation. You're right, but you're a basketball fan like me, and I know basketball ain't football. I know that, but 
in basketball, sometimes, sometimes leadership and chemistry can supersede talent. And like that motherfucker really is has has cha- transformed that franchise in a way, at least that offense. Well, how that defense? Because last year we were talking about how the defense wasn't good. Who's different? It's the same defense. You know, Shaq Barrett was being looked at as yeah, he was he was he was a high draft pick, but eh, maybe he's a but no Shaq Barrett out there looking like every bit the guy he was when he came out of college. Jason Pierre Paul looking like he was when he had ten fingers. <laughs> and Dominican <laughs> Sue reminding people that he's a beast in the like that's the interesting thing to me, because you know, this isn't quarterback versus quarterback, it's offense versus defense. The interesting thing to me about Mahomes and that offense versus the Bucks defense is the Bucks can get pressure with four. And you know you can't beat Mahomes if you're blitzing because somebody's open, he's going to find you. So if you can get pressure with four, and Darrell Williams has played great, and uh, Edwards Hilaire, or whatever his name is, is healthy now. But they don't have a, a significant running game of note. They've played well, but this, that's not their game. You can get pressure on Mahomes, and then you can do ball control on the other side. Fournette's been playing well. They got to punch his chance, bro. Oh, certainly. And that play right before the half, that was all time. He's the one that called the timeout. He saw something that he could take advantage of, and he threw it. He shot the shot with Scotty Miller. That was all him. So there is something about guts and guile and on, on the John Wayne side of the game. You know the media loves calling somebody the old gunslinger and shit like that. Nah, oh, another I'm story. Ready, really the old gunslinger, that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and um, Travis Kelsey and, and Gronk, they're probably going to be the stars of media day when we get to that. And shout out to Travis Kelsey, man. He clearly goes to a black barber. I just had to throw that out there. His baby looking crisp. Travis Kelsey is albino, and shout out to Gronk, because uh, the saying, keep getting them checks, has never been true with Gronk, because has Gronk played a down all playoffs? I don't oh, think he, he, had a, he had a couple big catches yesterday, though. Yeah, yeah he did. He did. He had you a said that what, Kevin Bray? Because Kevin Bray kind of looks like, like Gronk. <laughs> it's something to be said for experience and being there before. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that comfort, but you can't say that this isn't one of those uh, old vets, they're old wily vets back again versus the new cats. The Chiefs are the vets. None of these dudes other than than uh, Tom Terrific and Gronk have been to the, the Super Bowl. So it's interesting to see our, what the nerves look like. Um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin got all this <clears throat> accolades coming in. How they're going to feel when the whole world's watching you. You got 100 million people Trying to make sure you make this catch. It's a different game. The Chiefs are comfortable with that. So I I think it's interesting that dichotomy in that Brady's the old guy who's been to a hundred million different Super Bowls, but nobody else in the squad has. Did you say back again? Did I say back? I forgot what I said. I said it. I tag team back. People tag team back again. Scoop, there it is. <laughs> one, one more thing I'm going to say. Uh, French vanilla, cookie dough, Rocky peanut butter, chocolate, rocky road. Scoop. There it Scoop. is. There it is. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate, chocolate. Sprinkles. <laughs> Best commercial by far right now. It's It's got the belt right now. Uh, one more thing I'm going to say because I'm, I'm sure we're going to dive deep into depth next week about this because what else are we going to talk about? It's just fucking Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown 
meet in the Super Bowl. Hashtag vindication. <laughs> That's funny to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Antonio Brown didn't play last week. We'll see if he can be ready in two weeks. And maybe on Bell hadn't done much. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. He he's that he's that dude that like all the homies going going to the club or going somewhere in the truck, and he's like on the on the block like, hey, can I come too? All right, hop in the back. He wasn't expecting to do shit. He knew what he was doing. Why do you think he chose the Chiefs? I'm just saying, neither of them done much lately. Ain't hey, be getting catches though. I give him that. And he's got two weeks to uh, dye that mustache again, so we'll see what he comes up with for media day. I'm glad you said dye that mustache. I thought you said he. I thought you were gonna say he's got two weeks to not hit some. Shut up, Brands. No, no, he can wait two weeks. But who you think's dying the mustache? All right, uh, yep, folks. This is uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Three Man Weave, part of the Chairshot Radio Network. Why don't you head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Grab yourself a Chairshot T-shirt. I guarantee it'll make you look more aesthetically pleasing. Head on over to thechairshot.com as well. Always use your head. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, gentlemen. Uh, UFC 257, Fight Island, Abu Dhabi. You don't got no music for UFC? You got all the music for all the other shit. Oh, you, want, you don't got I no music? I didn't uh, do that. Uh, uh, something, nothing. I'll be better than that. The champ is here. All right, this is my this shit right here. The champ is here. This shit is crazy. The, the is evil here. genius. Uh, insider like, baseball as Platt likes to say none of us can sit still when we listen to that first and foremost thank you for, for that and secondly 30 damn years get Jay to kiss a damn nebulizer or an asthma pump or something please <laughs> help that man I want that man to be alive for a long time he can't breathe so <laughs> I know asthma when I hear it I got it the odd thing about playing the champ is here is the champ of the lightweight division is nowhere near. Uh, the big question from the weekend is, will Habib come back or will he stay retired? Because right now the man that is probably primed to be the number one contender and maybe you can just consider him the champ would be Dustin Poirier. And what a performance he put on against the notorious one. Ray, what were your thoughts? Let's start. Let's start with you. So... Some people just need conflict to be good at whatever it is in life. Do you think that's what like, it was? I think that's part of it. Uh, so there's two. There's, it's two. It's twofold to me. Number one, number threefold. Number one, Dustin Poirier is really fucking good. But the other two, are I think some people just need conflict in their life or need that 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 anger, that dog in them, and that's very clearly had to for his lifestyle, for his livelihood. Connors had to subside that because my man's been in a lot of legal trouble, so he probably he had to calm a lot of that shit down. But secondly, I don't know if it was Ariel Helwane or Andreas Hell, somebody, uh, a, a, a popular uh, fighting talking head, said something that resonated very well with me. The UFC doesn't believe in tuna fights. Connor came back from this big ass break and go straight into the the top ranked number one lightweight in the world like you couldn't have gave him somebody one fight to get ready for this fight he couldn't have fought on the on a ufc on espn or a ufc on abc or something to get the rust off you're gonna throw him literally to the wolves yeah but i so, think don't you think ahead. don't you think dana thought that connor was gonna win this fight though this is the quickest and fastest way to get a back because otherwise if you don't think a gonna come back then you just then you know what you do you feed Chandler to Poirier, and you give as Hook, next. and you give Hooker to McGregor. So, Dana is one of those people that you can literally tell him no, and he's gonna be like, "Nah, I don't believe." Even if like uh, <laughs> you laugh, but you know, there's a deeper meaning. Um, yeah, PC's but, one of them people too. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, here we are. <laughs> Um, but he's definitely that. So like, Habib ain't coming back. If McGregor could have knocked that dude out, like Masvidal knocked out uh, oh boy, 
he still wouldn't have came back. He is not. His mama told him, don't fight no more. You no, think he, he was going to come back? No, he promised his mama he wouldn't fight anymore. Because she asked him not to. Well, it yeah, doesn't matter. You can ask for whatever, but, you know. Yeah, but in his culture and in, in, in his, not only just his, 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 like his literal culture, but as devout as he, as devout uh, a Muslim as he is. Well. No, nah, he's other, not coming back, bro. The other thing, well, the, the, you, I don't know. I put that at 50-50. The, the, re, the only reason I do put it at 50-50 instead of a higher percentage of him coming back than not is because his brother is around now. His brother had a big win last week. I believe it was last Wednesday. Um, Umar Nurmagomedov. So it, it's he's he's got something to do still. He's got something to hold his attention. I think if that wasn't there, he'd be even more likely to get bored and, and want to come back. That's fair. I mean, and, you know, he can, he can find another life in training. Because he's the best wrestler in the world, he may be the best professional MMA wrestler we've ever seen. Um, but but I think because of the because of the name value, so much of us want to look at this, we look at this so much as man, what happened to Connor? Give Dustin Poirier all the credit. Poirier brought it to him. He attacked the leg at a time when he probably knew Connor's leg ain't gonna be like he could. He said. I saw them uh, talking backstage, and he said that he could tell that the checks that him him checking the kicks was still hurting him. You know, normally when you check a kick, it's so that the kick doesn't hurt. But it was hurting Connor, and by the end of the fight, you saw he could barely walk. He said he had a dead leg. Give that man all the credit in the world. Um, there are four men now who have a legit claim to either fight for or win the lightweight championship: Poirier, Chandler, uh, Oliveira. And don't forget Justin Gaethje, because yeah, he lost to the best, but losing to the best don't mean you go back to the bottom. Not not in fighting. Um, I'd like to kind of see them run a little mini. I say mini tournament, but well, they know, are. This was part of it, basically. Well, it was supposed to because people thought Conor still had the juice, and they were hoping that Conor could bring back Habib. Another reason Habib ain't coming back is y'all can't throw Conor at him because Conor disrespected that man truly to his soul so now he feels like anything i do that gives connor any type of shine or any type of 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 advertisement or anything i do that involves connor that gives connor anything good from it i won't do so this he's the type of dude that'll sit down just just so connor can't fight him even if he want to fight because he doesn't want connor to have any positive things happen to him on his dime like that's the type of level of hatred he has for that man like a lot of these fighting beefs ain't shit. That's real. They like that's real life hatred. And I mean, fighting in any capacity, it's a hungry man's game. Yep. Commoner hasn't been hungry for a long time now, so he it, doesn't have that eye of the tiger anymore. And this next thing I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this as cautiously as I can. I'm gonna tiptoe around this. I don't know what's going on with his cases. I don't claim to be a lawyer or any sort of legal connotation or consultation, but I could see a scenario where he came back to fight this fight because he knows he's going to have to break bread somewhere down the line, be it oh, legal fees or he needed, yeah. he needed the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's always going to be able to draw because, I mean, he's a draw. And who else do they really have that to draw right now? I mean, he's still the top draw in the sport. I mean, we don't know what's going on with Jones. I, I have no idea what's going on with Jones. Cormier's not there. Brock's not coming some, back anytime soon. They have some mid-level draws. Like, like 
I, I know people don't know her name, but MMA fighters know who Amanda Nunes is. Amanda Nunes gets she okay. gets spots, right? They she, got a few. You think so? I, yeah, I don't spots. The, the problem with her, I don't think she's as aesthetically pleasing as a uh, Gina Carana or, or or Ronda Rousey. So I think that to the to the to the mainstream audience, I think that you're facts. getting cripples her a little bit. You're getting the heavyweight fight you want, though, coming up here in March, I believe. It's going to be Miocic. Oh, Steve Bain, the guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. that's going to be gigantic. The UFC in and of itself is huge right now because coming off of what's happening now where we actually have all sports back, it was just the UFC for a while, and we were really thrilled with that, right? Remember when they finally got the Fight Island? It was the only goddamn show going on, and it was like, oh, this is great. Finally, something to watch, something real to watch that's not, you know... I don't know, whatever. We we had to watch tram car, the Ocho or whatever racing with the you know cherry spit, cherry pit spitting yeah, or whatever. Spit. You know, I don't know. So Professional cornhole. Thank our thank our lucky stars. Let's let's wrap this up like this though. What's next for Conor McGregor? Because it likely seems that a a fight with Pacquiao is out of the question now. He said he wants to keep fighting. He wants more fights. Personally, I think he's just rusty. That's it. That's all I think it is. I think the guy's going to have a fight against a lesser fighter. He's going to win it, and he's going to be ready to go. Maybe not a lesser fighter, but Ariel Horwani suggested why not this be a great time for to finish the trilogy between him and Diaz. The winner gets their career back on track and is primed to be, you know, fighting for that number one contender spot. What do you guys think of that? Diaz is, Diaz is fucked up, though, isn't he? Both of them are. So that's right. Well, I, I mean, I, okay, that's fair. I just feel like Diaz is more fucked up than Connor. Uh, Connor can do whatever he wants because he's always going to be a draw. But I mean, people how many will years pay. Did... People will pay to watch that third fight of that matchup. Sure, sure. Oh, of course, of course. But I mean, how many years did Chel Sonnen draw good money, way past his prime, just because he could talk? And Connor could do this conceivably for the next, you know, five to six years, and I don't even think it matters when lose a draw. Well, and that's the thing too. Floyd Mayweather said it when they were doing their thing for boxing. He said, "I, I love this guy. This is the least I've had to work to promote a fight." Yeah. Um, the Diaz fight makes sense. He's hell bent on doing a trilogy with Poirier because you know the history. McGregor's run kind of started when he knocked out Poirier. Uh, at the beginning of his run in the UFC. Um, I got one that's kind of out of the box. Um, and this dude is, you might think he's washed because of how bad he got beat. But why not Tony Ferguson? He's got the name value. He's got the name value. He got his ass whooped and he's ready to, he's he, actually two fights in a row. So I know he's ready to come back and show people he still got it. McGregor's gonna be the biggest bag he can get at this point because if if it's not McGregor, I guarantee you, he's gonna be on some UFC on on uh some UFC on ESPN or UFC on ABC cards very soon. Um, the, the, the Tuesday night show, not the pay per view, not the right. pay per view, just Tuesday show. <laughs> can, I, can I tell y'all a dirty secret though? As a guy who watches MMA regularly, um, you know I'm not Mags who has a show and a son who fights MMA, but you know I. Pay attention to the sport. The dirty little secret is Conor McGregor's not a good MMA fighter. No, he never was. He was a great talker and a good draw, but yeah, he was never no. a great fighter. Are you guys crazy? No, no. Let me no. let me let me explain. Let me explain. Conor got hands. Yeah, Conor's not a Conor's not a good MMA fighter because he's not complete. Anytime Conor goes to the ground, he loses. Watch every fight he's lost. Watch every fight he wins. He does not have takedown defense. He has no jujitsu. Very little. He's worked on and he's better. 
than it was at the beginning. But Connor is all stand up. He is all I got these hands for you. Thank you. I've been saying the same thing, but I I don't have your credibility. I mean, he's a he's a great. He got hands and he's a hell of an athlete, but yeah. he can't wrestle. His and he got heart. Is shit. And, and he, he got, got heart. His cardio yeah. is shit. He's yeah. Yeah, he's in the, he five rounds to the field. Exactly, five round fights. He's blown up in the third round because he's. Yeah. he's and again, not I don't I don't hate that because he's full throttle from the jump. But you look at other people full throttle, like Clay Guida's one of the greatest guys in terms of uh, uh, cardio ever. He's running the entire 25 minutes if he's in a five-round fight. Masvidal, he's one of those guys. Connor don't have that kind of cardio. So Connor is winning off the goodwill of him talking his shit, him being a really interesting character, and having them hands. That's and it. I, I, and I didn't know how great of an athlete that he was until I saw him versus Floyd. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. That fight was never in question. But his footwork, I said, yeah. oh, this Smelling Farmer is an athlete. Fuck all the bullshit, man. Yeah, this Smelling Farmer is a hell of an athlete because that's not easy. He looked reasonably good. Yeah, competent is a perfect word for a guy who's never boxed a day in his life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with most of what you said, but I really want to move on. So, folks, we're good. Yeah. We're going to move on. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. All right, gentlemen, last topic of the day, kind of a quick hitter. We're approaching a quarter way through the NBA season here, only 72 games this year, and we've kind of hit that COVID part of the season where games are being canceled. They've changed the way that they're going to handle this, where before, if you had enough players to play, you could still play, but now I don't think they're going to do that anymore. Guys were like, man, we're you have to play back to backs with seven or eight guys on the roster after having six or seven guys out. So, I don't know what's the likelihood that this season is going to finish on time with the right amount of games not affecting the quality of competition in time for an Olympics that might not even happen. Can I go? Do you mind? Uh. At- as the only member of this panel who's gotten everything right about the pandemic so far, speaking of sports. Wait, what does that mean? We, you asked us this question at the beginning of all the last, at, at going into the summer. And we, we, you asked for the four major sports, five, I think we even included soccer, how many of them will finish on time without any, without any, uh, any games missed enough to affect the league. All of y'all said some of them wouldn't finish, and I said every single one, because dollar dollar bill, y'all. And I'm gonna say the same thing: 100%. This league finishes this damn. If they have to bring well, retired players, that, the G League. But that wasn't but you, my that wasn't my question. To be gonna, fair, though, and I'm gonna roll my eyes harder than I've ever rolled them before. But I got to the devil is due. This Mellon Farmer was right because I, I know I said I didn't think they'd be able to complete a full NFL. Was season. that just my so question? I, let me did roll. I just, you keep I just, talking. I'm just gonna roll. Did I just ask you guys if I if you thought that they were gonna finish the season? Was that my question? 
And you and you, and your caveats were without missing enough games to affect the league. Am I wrong? Did I, did I get you wrong? Because that's what I heard. The competitive balance. And it finish in time for the Olympics, which may or may not happen. They're going to finish in time. And the competitive balance was already screwed because fucking next went and got James Harden for a cup of coffee and a Gatorade. Oh, that's and not, not what I meant. To get Kevin I'm Love. T- that's not your... Okay, forget it. Never mind. Am I not you answering your question? It, it always yes. goes off okay. the rails yes. when it comes to bad. Definitely. Mike, when I said competitive balance, I definitely meant where the players are on the teams. No, that's not what I meant. I meant as far as teams not playing as many other games as other teams and having to play games more back-to-back. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so... Uh, to try to answer your question more more effectively, and all jokes aside, yes. where where are your Cheerios tonight? God damn it! Well, no, I'm shitting in yours, homie, because I'm right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're gonna finish. The, they're gonna finish the season. They're gonna figure out a way to make it work. They're gonna embark some type of mini bubble or some some type. They already got. Did you see Kyrie trying to hug uh, Bam and the, the homie from the the team got in between them and pushed them away? And Kyrie was like, "What's up?" Cause they can't hug no more. They're gonna do something to get this shit going, bro. And they're gonna try to make it work as best they can. And these idiot ass dudes are gonna keep going out here, going to the club and getting COVID and fucking up back for another four, 14 days. And they'll call somebody else up or they'll do this, but they're gonna finish the season to the best of their ability. The, the correct answer is shouldn't have had the damn season, but we know that ain't gonna happen. And there ain't gonna be no Olympics. So that's even extra. And I mean, to be fair, the NBA has handled this whole COVID debacle better than the whole ass United States of America. So That's you best believe the they they had thought, yeah, but they thought about this and they knew that the, these things were going to happen. They thought this through. They knew this was going to happen. So yeah, they're going to finish the season. They're, they're, they're going to finish the season. Will we have to sacrifice a game or two here and there? Probably. That was the question. I didn't say whether or not they're going to finish the season. I think they're going to finish the season, right? But I appreciate you, Ray, every time you have a chance to bring up how right you are. I like that about you. I see a lot of me in you when that happens. I love it. As I throw... Shout out. (laughs) Little uh, shout out to Letterman. Um, But what my question wasn't whether or not they're going to finish. It was whether or not it was going to be done in time the way they had set it up. They cut the 10 games off because they wanted to be ready for an Olympics that may or may not even happen. It's it's January. The Olympics don't happen until August. They got plenty of time. They'll finish it out. And you talk about competitive balance. I mean, hell, there's only what? Maybe, and I'm being generous here. I'm being very generous. What, six teams? that have a legitimate shot at winning a title this year? I think that's fair. There's yeah. there's a lot more that can make a conference championship, but only yes. six that can win. Yes, yes. That's, yeah. that's very fair. So that's not going to – yeah, we're, we're not worried about the competitive balance here in a league where half the teams make the playoffs. We'll be fine. And, and, and to expound upon his point, because he's dead-ass right, the NBA is not in, a, in Major League Baseball or NFL or Major League Soccer or Major League or National Hockey League or any of these other sports. Competitive balance don't really fucking matter that much in the NBA because one player can affect everything, right? So, yes, if that one player is gone, but you know who's out here not acting a fool? The ones who are the better players. They've, by and large, other than Jason Tatum, most of these guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I don't think Jason Tatum was out there 
you know, busting it, doing the watching the busted challenge that, live and in color, he probably was around somebody that got it. So you know, that's the biggest issue issue with the situation is the people doing right still getting suffered su- suffering because there's idiots out here who's doing what they're not supposed to be doing. That's the bigger problem. To to be fair though, man, this thing you could do everything right and fair. still. You know what I mean? I, I, I say that from experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, we did everything yeah. right. We went to go see family and made the family go get tested before we went to see them. And we got retested as well before we went to go see them. And things still went awry. R.I.P. to Ms. Jodine again. But that, that's the thing, man. And, and, and it's hard to tell people. I mean, hell, man. We saw motherfuckers rioting this summer because they couldn't go to goddamn Starbucks or, or Panera or Bread the, or something. Or like the that. gym. Like, or the gym. Like, motherfucker, so, run yeah. in place at your house. It's just TNL. It's no more GTL. It's just TNL. <laughs> there you just go. TL. Just tan and laundry. And yeah. yeah, you can't even go to the tanning booth. You better help. You hope you get some sun and sit outside with a mask on. The people are smell. <laughs> the people smell a lot better at the tanning booth now, though. Because when they come from the gym, <laughs> yo, right yo, to the tanning booth, and then, yeah, then they need to go do laundry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your, 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 your mouth going to look like you got alopecia or some shit. That's the skin disease, right? Can I make two shout-outs, Sonny? I, I don't want to change your format because I don't know what else you got going. Can I make two shout-outs real quick, basketball-wise? Shout-out to Steph. Um, breaking no! Well, can I shout-out the Cleveland Cavaliers for looking competitive? And and shout-out Houston. Shout-out shout out the Rockets, man. The, I mean, they did it. it you can do your other shout-out, Ray. I'm gonna finish, but I please look. Houston don't get right now. Houston needs all the love they can get. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. All things considered, you know yeah. what they were going up against. Obviously, the divorce had to happen between them and Harden. Yeah. I, I, frankly, I think they got about as good of a haul with all the extenuating circumstances. They got about as good of a haul that they could have possibly hoped for in exchange for James Harden. You got an all-star with Oladipo, him and John Wall, if they're healthy. Very huge caveat on the if, but if they're healthy, that could be interesting. They got some picks. They got a first-round pick. I don't know why the hell Cleveland gave up their first-round pick. Like, y'all Mellon Farmers really think y'all going to go to the playoffs this year? That's because y'all running the Great Wall of Ohio. Andre Drummond is the best two-guard in the Eastern Conference. (laughs) (laughs) I can see them making a run, getting a 7 or 8 seed, but I don't know why you gave that up. But I think Houston did very well everything considered because he wasn't going to go anyplace else but to Houston. I, I've heard reports that there was a Ben Simmons trade on the table. I probably would have went that route, but... down. That's why it didn't work. Morey would not trade with the Rockets. He refused to do it. He didn't want to give them the picks they wanted. Yeah, um, so yeah, it was only Brooklyn. They got what they could get. Shout out um, shout and, and shout out, I mean prayers up to Karis LeVert. Get well soon, homie. Yeah, what a blessing um, for him to be involved in that trade. Man, and and him being in Indiana, when if and when he's back healthy, he's coming oh, back. Oh, him I, and Brogdon, what's up, So him and him and Baby Sabonis with Miles Turner, like that's perfect for him. If um, the Bucks would have got to calm if, his ass down. Though. If the Bucks would have the Bucks would be way better off if they would have decided to pay Brogdon and not Bledsoe. Dog, yeah, they would they would be in so much better situation. Yeah. But I want to shout out Steph because uh, he did what Reggie did in like half the time. So number two all time, he's. Got to beat Ray. I just told you and, not to say that. Yeah, you oh, did. Oh, well, it happened. Uh, you know, ain't the first time we didn't listen to you on the show. And <laughs> yeah, um, 
Careless, Careless is no longer Gerald Levert. He's now Careless Levert because he need to calm his ass down with the basketball, which happens a lot with young dynamic guards. They got to learn how to calm the hell down. At least you got the right letter for once. I'm give look (laughs) with it. Um, New year, new me, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and um, just you know, thoughts, the thoughts and prayers with the the Bryant family. We reached a year this past week of uh, Kobe's passing. Um, that affected all of us hard hit me a lot harder than I ever expected uh, I didn't want that to not be mentioned so uh, I'll shut up and give it back to the commissioner PC Tunney who apparently doesn't want to talk about Steph Curry being the second best shooter in history he's the best but he got the record now number two how's the Cheerios tasting go ahead and talk about it oh please if I really if it was really bothering me that much um who who's gonna edit this? That's fair, but, but the, let the people know. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just got you you canyon. Nobody. I got a I got a little spot over here with it's for people that give me problems, right? Not problems no, that not yes. not real prob not real problems not real problems but problems, right? And two people live in that land right now. And they have for a while, and it's okay. I kind of like it. It's plaid and balls. There's it, the population just went to three. Just want you to know. That's a that's oh, a flatter. Yeah, you should be. You should be. You should be. Hey man, keep living. You'll get there. I've been there so long. I changed the carpet and the plaid <laughs> painted the wall walls. <laughs> he didn't let a whole change at all. Yeah, I got cable people coming. I got the paper coming on Thursday, too. As long as Gamora don't show up and go, your spaceship is filthy, and then Platt's like, well, good thing I don't have a black light. Looks like a Jackson Pollock painting up in here. <laughs> Shout out to Guardians. All right, folks. Oh, I, have, uh, I have one little thing that these guys don't know about. We'll be right back right after this. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Um, are you guys, It's been a long day for everybody. Uh, we put in some good work here on the show. I always get hungry at times like that. And right now I feel like a bowl of kneecaps. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. Uh that was Dan Campbell, brand new head coach of the Detroit Lions. Call him by his nickname, the Dude. The Dude, yes. Uh, that dude. I thought that was the best. I thought that was the best promo given by anybody that self-declared themselves into the Royal Rumble so far yet. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna kick you in the teeth, all right? And, and when you punch us back, we're gonna smile at you. And when you knock us down. We're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, 
and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down and when we do we're going to take another hunk out of you before before long we're they going to be the last one standing For, quite frankly i'm shocked that he made bail after storming the <laughs> Capital early enough to make the interview. Oh, wow. you know what I mean? oh, oh damn! Oh, put in. <laughs> Shout out to the dude, man. The dude. Okay. So, so what's the what's the more funny promo? That or you know what we're gonna do today, people? What we're gonna do today, boys? You see this? That's a W. You know what you am doing? I'm eating the W. Which one is worse? Because the W is by one of the worst things I've ever seen, but this motherfucker said I'm going to eat your kneecap, then you're going to hit me and knock me down, then I'm going to get back up, and then I'm going to fight you, then I'm going to get knocked down and get... How many times you get knocked down, bro? Are I, I got to put... go. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was going to... What's, what's, the, what's the little... What's the average Joe, the dude from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Is that who he is? Oh, Glass Joe. <laughs> yeah, getting knocked down all the damn time. Like, my God. But please, go. Yes. Well, uh, there's so there's so many things wrong with the kneecap promo. Number one, out of all the pieces of the body, the kneecap has to have the least meat. So you just chewing on bone and gristle at this point. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> 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 like, <bro. laughs> oh. oh man, hey, I don't talk a, about yeah. don't talk about the headliner of night one of WrestleMania. Don't talk about him like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well done, gentlemen. Flat, why don't you take us home here? Before we get out of here, man, just real quick, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the passing of a, a true icon in every sense of the word. The Hammer himself, Henry Hank Aaron, he transitioned last week at the age of 86, and just class personified. What can you say about this guy? Number one, it's interesting because he not only was he the home run king, and I think he's going to be the home run king again because the major leagues have absorbed the Negro League. So I think if you add his Negro League stats in, I think he does have the record now at this particular point in time. Don't quote me on that, but you can look it up. But he also holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the most death threats received as he was uh, chasing down Babe Ruth's home run record back in the day. And, you know, his it, it's an interesting parallel with his career. Because, he, you know, all that flack he caught when he was chasing down Babe Ruth and then the Barry Bond march towards inevitability as he was, you know, marching to break Hank's record. And in both of those instances, he handled each one of them with class, with dignity, with grace. And it just goes to the man he was. Not only was he a hell of a ball player, which I think he gets overlooked a lot of times when we talk about the greats. We talk about Ruth, we bring up Mays, Ted Williams, Joe DiMaggio, Barry Bonds, obviously. I think he gets overlooked sometimes in that category. We don't realize how good he was, because frankly, if you take away every single home run that he hit, this man still had 3,000 hits. And, you know, it's just very hard to do to be that consistently good for that long to be able to hit those barriers. So not only was he a great ball player, he was even a better man. So just rest in power to Hank Aaron. One of America's greatest humans who happened to play baseball. All facts. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Yeah, I mean, I'm from the Milwaukee area, so I mean, uh, 100% will definitely miss Hank Aaron. and His accomplishments off the field are way more important and way greater than his accomplishments on the field and he is he is one of the five greatest baseball players of all time 
I'm not going to argue that whatsoever. Mr. Cash, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? This shit got real somber real quick. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know... You want to go back to kneecap right quick? <laughs> we could, but no. No, the hammer deserves all the respect. Um, I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars, and uh, yeah, I'll let your boy. Mr. Commissioner Tunney, where can uh, they find you, sir? Find me at PC Tunney. You can find all of us on Chair Shot Radio. Make sure you go into ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shots. Check out that Chair Shot Radio network. Every single day, Chair Shot Radio something new for you. Starting the giveaways next week. Make sure you're tuning in Monday morning. You heard the man. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt. I, I'm, I'm a little salty because I felt like my last tweet that I sent out last night should have got a little bit more love. I said it was uh, Chris Pratt versus Eric Andre for the right to face Matt Damon in the Super Bowl. And I, I thought it was hilarious myself. So I'm a little pissy about that. I'm not going to lie. I so think, come holla at your boy. I think it was one of those things where you had to be there when you first thought of it. Whatever you say, Darth Vader. Anywho. Thank you guys for joining us on the season premiere of Three Man Weave. We'll be next week, same plat time, same plat channel. We're going to be talking some Super Bowl. We're talking Super Bowl. We're talking Super Bowl. For my brother Ray Cash, for the commissioner PC Tunney, I am Mr. Velvet Fights, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in. Rest in peace, Hank Aaron. Rest in peace, Larry King, another icon we lost as well. Until next time, shalom. I just want to say no more shout-outs for Ray because Jesus is still number one. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth In the middle of the universe Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such words Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens What does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? Human beings screaming vocal javelins Sign of a local nigga unraveling uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering Where crisis and all this crisis Hating Satan never knew what nice is Check the papers, well I bet on ISIS More than your eye can see and ears can hear Year by year all the sense disappears Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear Beware, two triple O's It might feel good, it might sound a little something But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing What is game, who got game, where's the game in life Behind the game, behind the game I got game, she got game, we got game They got game, he got game It might feel good, it might sound a little something but fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing. Damn, was it something I said? Pretend you don't see, so you turn your head. Ray scared of his shadow, does it matter? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.